The following is paid commercial programming. Third-party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criterion because clients' investments goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor. Statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008 referred to recommendations made by NMWKM's principals while employed at Eagle Strategies LLC. The team that manages accounts at NMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. NMWKM was created in 2000. 2011 and uses the same exit strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting MMWKM Advisors LLC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters. And here's your host, Ken Moray. are in the money, the skies are sunny, and old man recession, you are not through and you are doing us wrong. Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to Money Matters with Ken Morafe. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe, and this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about the stock market. We're going to talk today about the Federal Reserve. We're going to talk about the pandemic. We're going to talk about so much. And uh, all of it is around retirement planning. And the reason why is because our firm is Retirement Planners of America. And uh, we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And I, your faithful host, Ken Morafe, am the founder of that firm. And uh, recently, Barron's name named moi, your faithful host, one of the top 100 uh, financial advisors, actually for the eighth year in a row. I love it. Yes, and I love it too. But you know, without our beloved and most valued clients, we would be nowhere. So we put this at the feet of our clients. So we have a fantastic show lined up for you. And uh, let me go over with you what we're going to talk about on this, our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning. So first of all, Segment number one, I've, uh, I've entitled, It's Monopoly Money. And uh, that's what it is, ladies and gentlemen. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the trillions. Trillions. Do you know how much money a trillion dollars is? I mean, <laughs> we're starting to bandy these dollars around like they're nothing. You know, there was an expression a, a while ago where, you know, what was it, a, a, a hundred million here, a hundred million there, and pretty soon you got real money. Now it's like a trillion or a billion here, a billion there, and now you got real money. Heck, a billion dollars, that's nothing. What is that? That's like a penny. We're talking trillions now. Oh my gosh, it's monopoly money. And I want to talk with you about how there is an endless supply of monopoly money and why we continue to become more bullish in our stance towards where uh, we think the equity markets are going to go. And we'll talk, I'll talk with you about how that applies to you if you're over 50, if you're retired or retiring soon, and all of that. So also this week, I want to talk with you about nine things to think about before buying long-term care insurance. Now, you know, long-term care insurance is expensive, and I understand that. But many times we recommend it to clients anyway. And the reason why is because I consider it to be portfolio insurance. 
And what I mean by that is that, you know, in many cases, the most dangerous thing to your retirement plans is the person that you looked at in the mirror every morning, assuming you do that, <laughs> okay? Because if, if you need long-term care, if you need to be taken care of, you have that, those costs, that can put a huge hole in your retirement plans and your dollars, et cetera. So we'll talk about nine things to consider there. Also, as we do every week, we're gonna talk about social security. I got three really, really good questions about social security to share with you. And in the process, we'll teach you a couple of things that I think you may not know, where you could potentially get some thousands of dollars more from social security than you might have otherwise. Uh, so we'll talk about that uh, in our third segment. Now also, as I mentioned, our firm is Retirement Planners of America. And so we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And so for us, we have two goals. One is we want your money to last as long as you do. And secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. Okay, so we believe that uh, a successful retirement is uh, enjoyment. It's a second childhood without parental supervision. It's going and having fun. Although right now you're, you're experiencing your second childhood and you're grounded. <laughs> your parents told you, you stay home so you don't get to go play. But be that as it may, we believe that protection of principle is very, very important. So yes, growth, growth is important, but protection of principle is even more important. And the reason why is because if you have a big loss during that 10-year period I was just talking about, five years before, five years after retirement, you could have significant damage to the ability of your money to sustain you during your retirement. So I'm gonna ask you a question and then I'll answer it later, okay? And that is, we just, potentially had the Great Depression version 2.0, okay? But it seems like we may have averted it for the time being. But what if it hadn't? What if the market, the stock market, your investments had continued to go down and they went down 90% like they did back in the Great Depression or they went down uh, 60% like they did in, in uh, 2008 or 50% or, or 50 like they did in Y2K? And seven years from now is when you recover from that. What would that do to your plans to retire? What would that do to your plans to stay retired if that happened to you? And do you have a plan to address that? If you don't, then I want to talk with you about it. So we'll have that for you later on. Now, you know what, Jack? Most shows would stop right there. Most shows would say, you know what? If we did just that, we have done more than our listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. Somebody stop me. <laughs> don't you dare, because on this show, do we stop right there? No, we don't. We boldly go where no financial show has gone before, and therefore, at about 10 till, we will have our estate tip of the week, which is on how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. And yes, they are greedy. Yes, they are unwashed. I know they are, and so do you. But anyway, we'll talk about how to avoid paying taxes on life insurance. Whoa, I thought life insurance was tax-free. Well, I'll explain at about 10 till, so stay tuned for that. We'll actually make taxation of life insurance fun. That's what we do on this show. <laughs> Indeed. So uh, let's talk about monopoly money, okay? So let's talk about, uh, here, here's the interesting thing about the government. You know, a lot of people get bent out of shape about the government and, uh, you know, can they, uh, you know, is there a, a limited supply of money that the government can produce? The answer is no. See, what you have to understand is, is that the Federal Reserve can issue as much money as it wants. It is literally limitless. 
it's basically zeros on the screen. And you hope that they don't like, uh, you know, what do they call it, fat thumb it, where you put an extra zero and you hit go, and it's like, oh my gosh, that was 100 trillion, you made a mistake. <laughs> but it's literally unlimited because the Federal Reserve can say two more trillion dollars, mint, print them. Although in today's world, it's not printing anymore, it's all numbers on a computer screen. They literally cannot run out of money. The only thing that can stop the government from spending, from creating more money, is if the Congress says we're not going to do it. But they can produce an unlimited supply. So what does that mean to us? That's why I call it Monopoly money. Think of the game Monopoly. If you've ever played Monopoly, you start the game with the bank passing out money to everybody, right? Everybody gets their supply of money. Well, that's the government. And what do the rules of Monopoly say? If you're playing the game and the bank has run out of money, what, what can you do? You get a piece of paper and you start writing on it new money and you hand it out to everybody. That's what the government can do. They can keep making new money. It, they can keep doing that. And think about it. Where did this $20 trillion that were in debt come from? I mean, they just produced it. And they can produce another $20 trillion if they want. So what does that mean to us? The way we look at it is that if the unemployment rate, if we have another 10 million people become unemployed, the government can produce enough money to give them unemployment benefits, to give them whatever the weekly thing, $600 or whatever it's going to be. They can do that. It's just a matter of Congress saying, yes, we're willing to do that. And they can. Now, the consequences in the future is a different story. And I'm, I'm not discounting that at all. But what I'm saying is, is that, that they can. And the point being that because they can, I think politicians will. And the same thing with the Federal Reserve. Uncle, uh, I call him Uncle Sugar. Jay Powell last week said that the Federal Reserve stands ready to do whatever it takes to keep the economy going. Whatever it takes means unlimited money, kids. So if the, if the Fed is willing to inject as much money into the banking system, keep the bonds alive to uh, uh, prop up the stock market, and then you have the, the, um, the fiscal side, which is the Congress, and they're willing to give people money to keep them in their homes, to keep them in their apartments, to keep them buying food and to make their mortgage payments and all the rest with unemployment benefits and, and extra money on top of that, then the economy will probably not fall into a Great Depression. And therefore, we believe that the stock market will retain these levels. And that's why the disconnect. It's all about the Fed and it's all about the government in our view. Now, the fly in the ointment is they decide to stop doing that. Okay, if, if the Fed announced tomorrow, guess what, kids, we're not doing that anymore, Katie barred the door. And the same thing with Congress. If they say we're not giving anybody unemployment benefits anymore, oh my gosh. <laughs> then we will have the Great Depression, which is why I think it won't happen. So right now, it's the heck with the future. We don't care about our kids, our grandchildren. They can deal with it later. Right now, we got to save the economy, and, and, and they are. So what does that mean? It means that we are now becoming more and more bullish. And as, as I've chronicled for you, uh, we started buying again in June. Um, and, and of course, you know, our strategy said to sell uh, on March in March, just before the pandemic was announced. And so we uh, counseled our clients to not be in stocks during, during that period. And uh, since June, we've been buying back in and we're getting more bullish by the minute, I can tell you. So if you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, the, the thing about the, the weirdness of now is that yes, you know that's a bullish thing, but at the same time, you got the economy that's tanking and falling apart. How do you invest in that environment without the fear that you could lose all your money tomorrow? 
Well, that's why we believe in Invest and Protect, a strategy to not only invest your money, but to protect it from the downside as well. There's so, no doubt about it. There's no doubt. So if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. Uh, you have several options there. We have some seminars coming up on retirement planning in uncertain times, and uh, these are virtual, so and they're live, okay? So you can attend and enjoy. We've had thousands of people attend those in the last few months. Um, and so I encourage you to do that. You can visit with one of our retirement planners and build a retirement plan for you, custom made, no charge or obligation. Uh, or you can just go and binge watch all our videos on social security and estate planning and all the rest of it. A far better use of your time than binge watching Tiger King or whatever that thing on Netflix was. <laughs> so I encourage you to go to our website and take advantage of all of the resources we have for you. RPOA.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about nine things to think about before buying long-term care. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. Thank you, Jack. I am a founder of Retirement Planners of America, and we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. So if that's you, then we'd love to meet you and see if we can help you achieve your goals. We have two goals for you, which I think should align with what you want. Number one, we want your money to last as long as you do. And secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. We don't want you to worry about all this stuff. We want to worry about it for you so that you don't have to. Your job, in our view, is to go out and enjoy your second childhood without parental supervision. You should go play and have fun and relax, enjoy. And, you know, I was talking to a, a, a person uh, saying, you know, about that second childhood without parental supervision. And they said, yeah, well, right now we're grounded. <laughs> which I thought was very funny. It's true. So your second childhood without parental supervision is right now that your parents told you you're grounded. But I thought you didn't have parental supervision. This is confusing. Anyway, we are back. I am Ken Morayf, your host. And you know, Financial Times uh, named our financial advisory firm uh, one of the top 300 registered investment advisors actually for the third time this year. Wow! Yes, and we're very proud of that, of course. But without our beloved and most valued clients, we would be nowhere. And we know that. We work with over 9,000 families in uh, 43 states now. And uh, it is a joy. It is a pleasure. It is uh, truly an honor. We are grateful. And if you're not a client, uh, I encourage you to go to our website. It's rpoa.com, which is retirementplannersofamerica.com. And uh, we have videos and podcasts of this show. We have articles. We have all kinds of stuff. You can uh, visit with one of our retirement planners virtually. Lots and lots of stuff. Now, Let's talk about uh, one, of, one of the things that, you know, we don't like to talk about, but as a planner, it's important that we do talk about in our view, and that is, you know, the need potentially for long-term care insurance. Long-term care is extremely expensive. You know, it can run anywhere from 50000 a year on up. And so you have to ask yourself the question, if you needed that, how would you pay for it? And even if you did pay for it, what would that do to the amount of money that you have to be able to retire on if you're not there yet or to live on while you are retired, okay? And so one of the, one of the big questions is, or one of the best ways to answer that in my view is long-term care insurance, okay? Now about 13% of Americans uh, who are over uh, 60 have long-term care insurance, which means that 87% don't, which is a big number in my view. So 
if you are going to go out and shop for that, then I would there's, there's a couple things. One is, in my view, if you have over a million and a half dollars in liquid money, meaning accessible, not real estate, which is not liquid, all that, just liquid money, then you may, you may not want to, but you probably could self-insure, meaning you could pay for it yourself. Fascinating. But, oh, Mr. Spock. But if you have less than that, then I think potentially having a three or five year, $50,000 cost could really hurt the amount of money you have and your ability to support yourself. So, Rich people uh, may not need it, but uh, the average person, I think, does, which is crazy because the rich people are the ones that can afford it, and the average person has to pay for it, right? So let's talk about the annual cost. Could, For example, in Orlando, according to Genworth, uh, is anywhere from eighty-eight dollars to $95,000 a year for nursing home. $80,000, $90,000 a year. Think about that. That's very, very expensive. So here are the nine things to think about. First of all, one of the things that I would recommend to you is talk to an unbiased professional about it, okay? And uh, we have, you know, the self-serving comment, but we have a, a, a specialist who is unbiased, does not get paid a commission, and is there to answer questions for our clients and for you, if you'd like, on, on long-term care policies, ones you have now and ones that you uh, may want to buy, all right? So talk with a professional. That's number one. Number two, compare policies and read all the fine print. Okay, so questions you want to ask is, how long is the exclusion period before the policy begins paying benefits? What capacities must you lose before it pays? How many years of care are covered? You know, you should look at all those things, and it's complicated. And, and again, a knowledgeable shopper can help themselves. So have somebody on your team, a, a professional potentially, that helps you uh, make those uh, uh, determinations. Number two, uh, number three rather, investigate the companies. There are many companies that have left the long-term care business in the last few years. They, they underpriced and found out that they couldn't afford to stay in the business, and they've left. So you don't want your company to die before you do, okay? Just like, so I see your insurance company. You, you want them to be around. Number four, don't insist on a Cadillac, okay, if you can't afford one, okay? You don't have to buy the top of the line with all the bells and whistles. You don't. Maybe you get just a bare bones one and, and because that's all you can afford. That's fine, all right? Number, number five, don't stop paying premiums on an existing policy if you're looking at buying a new one, okay? Don't let that gap happen. The, you know, Murphy's Law, the worst thing that can happen will and at the worst possible time. Well, guess what? If you stop paying premiums and your policy lapses while you're trying to get another one, Murphy's Law could very well come into play and that's not a good thing. Number six, don't keep your long-term care plans a secret. Make photocopies of the first two pages and give them to someone who's going to be responsible. Because remember, if, you're, if you need long-term care, you probably can't take care of yourself. So if nobody knows where your, where your stuff is, then how are they going to know to file a claim or whatever? Number seven, apply earlier than later. The younger you are, the cheaper the premium is. And if you have health care issues, you may not be able to buy it. And the older you get, the more expensive and the more likely you'll have a health care issue. Number eight, investigate policies for couples okay if you're married you can get discounts if you're a couple you may be able to get it less than for just one of you and number nine review your long-term care plans every year okay just because you have a good policy now a year from now doesn't mean it'll be the right one for you check it once a year shop it 
And so if you've had one already and you've had it for longer than a year, you may want to look at that too. So like I said, on our website, it's rpoa.com. What you can do is you can go there and you can click on meet with an advisor. If you do that, then we'll schedule a time to visit with you. Certainly, we want to talk with you about long-term care. But you know, we also want to talk to you about strategies on when to take Social Security. We want to talk with you about strategies to reduce your income taxes. We want to talk about strategies on diversification, on getting income while you're retired. We want to talk about how to have your your money last as long as you do. And we want to do that for you at no charge or obligation. So our website is rpoa.com. Now, also this week, we have some seminars coming up on, uh, on retirement planning during uncertain times. And at that seminar, we'll talk about, and it's virtual and it's free. And we talk about, do I have enough money to retire on? What are five strategies to reduce my income taxes? Uh, how do I re uh, maximize my retirement cash flow? Should I roll over my 401k? When should I take social security? How do I plan for the next market crash? We have a lot of stuff on there that I think you'll benefit from, and, it, and it's virtual. You can enjoy it from the comfort of your home, and it's free. All right. So I don't know how to say I thank you, except I thank you. Well, Frankie, you are welcome. So our website is rpoa.com. That's retirementplannersofamerica.com, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you there. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to have three awesome, interesting questions about Social Security. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. We are back. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. I am a founder of Retirement Planners of America. And we are a firm that uh, we work primarily, we specialize in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. If you are within five years of retirement or you are in that first five years of retirement, we believe that decade is the single most important period of your entire financial life. And doing it right during that time is going to, in a great, uh, 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 in a strong way, determine the trajectory of your finances for the rest of your retirement. And so we want to help you with that. Our website is rpoa.com. And, you know, um, Financial Times named our financial advisory firm one of the top 300 registered investment advisors, actually for the third time this year. And uh, we're very proud of that. But without our beloved and most valued clients, we know we would be nowhere. So all you clients, uh, we now work with over 9,000 beautiful, wonderful families in 43 states. And we are so honored and proud of that. But we know that without them, we'd be nowhere. So thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. So this is the part of the show we talk about Social Security, which I would say comes up in almost every meeting that I have with clients, it seems like, and, and with prospective clients is, you know, when and how. So I have some questions here for us to go over this week. These are good ones. Man, I'm, I'm really happy with these ones. All right. So the first one, my husband is 67 and started taking Social Security when he was 62. His retirement full his full retirement benefit is two thousand five hundred dollars. So that's what he would have gotten when he was sixty six. He started when he was sixty two, though. She says, "I am sixty seven. I have not filed and plan to wait until I am seventy to do so. Should I have filed for spousal benefits when he turned sixty six, so I could collect thousand two hundred fifty dollars a month?" And her second question is, can I go to Social Security now and file a restricted application, which means I want to file on my husband's benefit for a spousal benefit and collect six months of missed benefits? And the answer is, dun, 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 yes, you can. Even though he started at age 62 and he is receiving reduced benefits, you can still get half of his full benefit when he was 66. Shazam. Yes. 
So you could actually end up getting more than half of what he's getting, and then you can wait until you're 70 to start collecting yours. Isn't it wonderful? I love Social Security. <laughs> However, very complicated, and this lady uh, here in this question left money on the table. So you don't want to do that. All right, question number two. Oh, and this one, uh, let's see. This one is a good one. Is there any advantage to taking spousal benefits before the end of one year rather than waiting until the next year? Okay, so I, he says, uh, I turned 66 in July. Can I get payments retroactive back to the start of the year? A friend of mine is getting a lump sum payment of approximately $13,000 for this reason. Is this possible? Well, the answer is yes. Sometimes they pay six months of retroactive benefits, but only if you are eligible for benefits during that six-month period. They never go back to a period before your full retirement age. So since you just turned 66, you will not get retroactive benefits. I'm sorry, okay? But there is an advantage to taking spousal benefits now rather than waiting, and that is that you will get more checks. And more checks are, in my opinion, a good thing. So, I hope this illustrated to you, ladies and gentlemen, that Social Security can be really fun, but it is really complicated. And if you're trying to do this by yourself, you may not do it right. You know, if you even go to the Social Security website, it says there is 9,000 ways of claiming Social Security, the combinations. And which one's right for you? Who the heck knows? We need to visit with you and organize stuff and see how much your incomes are and your taxes and your ages and your, your work history, all that kind of stuff, so that we can organize it all and help you to make a good decision with that. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. Go to rpoa.com. That's our website, retirementplannersofamerica.com. And when you're there, you can click on meet with an advisor. If you do that, we'll schedule a time for you to visit with one of our retirement planners at no charge or obligation. Now, when we visit with you, we don't only want to talk about Social Security. We want to talk about Medicare. In fact, we have a seminar coming up on Medicare that I want you to go watch. It's free. RPOA.com is our website. You can do that. Also, what we want to talk with you about is how to get income during your retirement, income tax planning, estate planning, leaving money to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs. We want to help you with that, too, if you want to. Now, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't want to leave them anything, but that's different. Uh, we also want to talk about your 401k. Should you roll it over or not? What if you're get, losing your job right now or you, you are looking at uh, you know, potentially early retirement? We want to help you make those decisions as well. Life is complicated. We want to make it simple for you. So rpoa.com is our website. Now, if you do that, as I said, there's no charge or obligation, and we will part friends. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. It is. It is absolutely that, the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And, you know, I believe in planting seeds. I think that if we can't help you now and we give you good information, you'll like us, and maybe, you know, a year or two or five or whatever in the future, you'll say, you know what, I remember those guys, and you'll call us again, you'll, and you'll think about being a client at that time. So if you are over 50, retire, retiring soon, our website is rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the depression version 2.0 seems to be averted, but what if... Uh, so stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. We are back. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. Thank you, Jack. I am founder of Retirement Planners of America, and we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So yes, 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 yes. Ooh. Ooh la la. So therefore, 
<laughs> so therefore, we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And if that is you, we would love to meet you and see if we can help you. You know, we, we believe that you should have a successful retirement. And we define that as having peace of mind where you don't worry about all this boring financial stuff. You let us do it for you. And secondly, that your money lasts as long as you do. And uh, we want your money to support the lifestyle that you want for the rest of your life. And if we can do that, then we think we've done a really good thing for society and we feel good about ourselves. And uh, we currently work with over 9,000 families in 43 states, and it is an honor, it is a privilege. And, uh, you know, Barron's named moi, your faithful host, one of the top 100 financial advisors actually for the eighth year in a row. Eight years in a row, these people have done that. I don't know what's wrong with them, but I do know that without our clients, we'd be nowhere. So all you clients, we love you. We thank you. And uh, for those of you who are not clients, once again, our website is rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. We have tons of stuff on there, not the least of which is we podcast this show. So if you want to go back and listen to previous shows, if you like this show and you want to listen to it again, anything like that, rpoa.com is, uh, is the place to go to do it again. All right, now. This segment, I want to talk with you about what we've just been through and why I think we avoided a pretty bad bullet. But the question I want to ask you is, what if we had not avoided that bullet? Okay, so what am I talking about? So we have the pandemic. We have the potential for, for another massive economic depression. And I don't know that we've gotten past that yet, but for the time being, as I, talk about, as I talked about in the first segment of this show, uh, the government and the Federal Reserve have basically announced that they're going to put as many trillions of dollars into the economy as it takes to bridge the gap between now and, and when we've got this virus under control, and who knows how long that's going to be. And they've basically said, we don't care about the future, we care about the present, so our kids, our grandchildren, they can pay for all this, but in the meantime, we've got to save the economy. But what if this is the next Great Depression, version 2.0? Or what if the, 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 the uh, uh, market decline that we saw in March, where it went down so dramatically, had kept on going? You know, if you, if you go back to the Great Depression, uh, the uh, Dow Jones went down over 90% back then, 90%. And in Y2K, almost 50%. And in 2008, almost 60%. So what if we were sitting right now with the, with the Dow down around 12,000 or, or, or 13,000, and it's a slow recovery, and your investments had taken that kind of a beating, would you be able to still retire? Go back to look at your statement at the, at the low point on March 23rd, I believe it was, and, and see how much that was worth, and then whatever decline it was, double that. That's what the Great Depression would have represented. And then let's say that it takes, as it did in 2008, it takes uh, five or six years to get back to that. Or in Y2K, it took seven years. The Great Depression, it took 25 years. Let's say that that happened to you. Would you still be able to retire if that's your plan? Would you be able to support your lifestyle while you are retired? I would venture to say that for most of you, the answer is no. And so for me, as a retirement planner, that's the risk that I worry about for you. That's why we have a strategy we call invest and protect, because we believe that buy and hold is an incomplete strategy. You know, yes, you should buy quality investments, you should diversify, you know, you should do all the stuff, and you should invest it in a way that is appropriate for your risk profile. And we've talked about it on this show many times, you know, how, how we diversify and all the stuff that we do and, 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 and all of that. And we believe that. It's important. 
The other part of it is the holding part, right? You should hold. Because if you have investments and you don't hold them, then you know you don't give them time to make you any money or whatever. So we believe in holding as well. And part of the holding process is you know rebalancing. It's um, perhaps changing the investments you have in your uh, in your mix, uh, you know, reallocating, that kind of stuff. That's all part of the holding process. We believe in that too. But we believe that those two are incomplete. We believe you should have a third step, which is that you should actually, I don't know, I'll call it de-risk. You should sell investments. You should get out of risky assets. You should protect what you've built. Those are all important things to us as well. And you know, our strategy said in November of 2007 to sell and get out, and it said to stay out until June of 2009. So for a year and a half almost during the credit crisis, we were counseling everyone listening to the show and our clients to be sitting in cash out of the, out of the equity markets, uh, protecting your principal and, and staying safe. Now our strategy is not perfect. I don't claim that in 2010 and 11, and uh, in 15 and 18, our strategy said to sell as well. Those were terrible financial storms. As it turned out, they were not the Great Depression, but we believe protecting during bad times was a good idea, and so those were times. And then this year, before the, the pandemic was even announced, our strategy said to get out and protect yourself. So if you're over 50 and retired or retiring soon, we believe that taking steps to protect yourself against economic hurricanes that could devastate your retirement, that could devastate your ability to retire, are very, very important. To hear you say that makes me love you, baby. Well, I love you back, man. <laughs> you know, now, if you're, if you're 30 years old, you know, hopefully you've got time. Hopefully you've got a job that gives you income. You don't need, you know, you're not getting ready to retire, live on your money and all that. You can play through these kind of things. But we believe that once you get within five years of retirement and you are in that first five years of your retirement, that decade, we, we, we look at that as the single most important decade of your entire financial life. Because all the savings, all the work, everything you've done to get you to that point, if you lose it in a bad bear market right at the beginning, then 20, 30 years of saving and scrimping all vanished in front of your eyes. And we don't want that to happen to you. So that's therefore why we have our invest and protect strategy. Now, if you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, <laughs> Yes, I encourage you to go to our website. It's rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. And uh, you can watch, uh, you can attend rather, our virtual seminar on retirement planning in uncertain times. We've had thousands of people attend in the last uh, two or three months. I encourage you to go. We have them next week. And uh, we talk about our strategy during that. You can watch videos about it, articles we've written about it. You can also learn about strategies on social security and all that kind of stuff. We also have a seminar on Medicare, which is coming up. This is an important time of the year for that. And uh, you should go and watch that one, uh, attend it rather. It's, it's live and virtual. Uh, and also, so we have one on uh, uh, on cybersecurity, which uh, I'm amazed at how many people attend that. <laughs> I guess people are interested in protecting their identity. Makes sense. But anyway, if you're over 50, it's designed for you as well. So tons of resources all on our website, rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. All right, we are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the burning question, how to leave money to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs tax-free. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. Thank you, Jack. I am a senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. And... Uh, <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha 
Jack, where did you get that from? Ladies and gentlemen, that is actually me on my first day on the job. I showed up as a, as a, as a brand new uh, financial advisor in my loincloth. I was all buffed up, and uh, they said, no, 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 that, you're going home. You got to go put a suit and tie on. You cannot wear your loincloth. People will not work with you on that. So who knew though, right? I mean, if you, anyway, so we are back. I am Ken Murray, the host, and I am founder of Retirement Planners of America, as I said, and we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. In my view, the most wonderful people that exist on the earth. I love you guys. And, uh, our goal for you is twofold. One, we want your money to last as long as you do. And secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. We want you to enjoy life. We call it your second childhood without parental supervision. And when I said that to a gentleman the other day, uh, he said, well, Ken, right now we are grounded. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really funny, uh, but anyway, uh, for the third year, uh, for the third time rather, Financial Times named our financial advisory firm one of the top 300 registered investment advisors. We're so proud of that. But you know, without our clients, we'd be nowhere. So, all you clients, we love you. We thank you. And uh, if you're not a client, rpoa.com is our website. This is the segment of the show where we talk about how to pass on, as I mentioned, to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. And uh, one of the things that you may have is life insurance. And what you may not be aware of is that life insurance is not tax-free. Wait, what? I was told it's tax-free. Well, it ain't so. Life insurance is income tax-free, but it is not estate tax-free. And estate tax is a tax that's paid upon your death, which is when life insurance comes into play. So, how do you avoid having taxes on your life insurance? We're gonna talk about that, but first, Jack, can you play it? I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care And though my pocket may be empty I'd be a millionaire and of course, that is Tony Bennett with rags to riches. And you know, the estate taxes and probate and all that kind of stuff, it's actually designed to do the exact opposite. It's designed to take you from riches to rags. We do not want that to happen to you. So every week at this time, we have our estate tip of the week. So let's talk about life insurance. And you know, I know, ladies and gentlemen, that you've been laying awake at night wondering, how on earth do I not have my greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs pay tax on my life insurance? And so I want you to get a good night's sleep, so I'm going to answer it now. That's the kind of guy I am on this show, okay? So first of all, let's go through the rules. Life insurance is includable in your taxable estate, meaning there'll be taxes on it upon your death, given certain limits, of course. Um, and there are three things they look at to determine whether it's going to be includable in your estate. Number one is, are you the owner? That's an easy one. You open the policy, you look under owner. If your name follows, guess what? <laughs> You're the owner. So that's an easy one to check. The second one is, are you paying the premiums? So if you're paying the premiums, then you're the owner. 
You control that sucker, right? So that's you. Third is, do you have what are called incidents of ownership? This means, do you have the ability to change who the beneficiary is? Do you have the ability to change the amount of insurance you got? All that kind of stuff. If you have those incidents of ownership, then they consider you to be the owner, and therefore it is includable in your estate. Now, you don't have to meet all three of those. You meet any one of them, and it's included, and therefore potentially taxable upon your death. So how do you change that? Well, what you do is you have the life insurance owned by a trust. The trust is called an irrevocable life insurance trust. We call it an ILIT for short, I-L-I-T. So you have the ILIT own the policy. It's the named owner. The trustee pays the premium. And the trustee has all the incidents of ownership. It can change all the stuff inside the policy. And because none of those is you, it's somebody else, it's no longer includable in your estate, and all the proceeds from that life insurance will be paid to the trust. You name your kids the beneficiaries of the trust, and therefore it's not includable in your estate, and voila, no estate taxes. <laughs> it's just that easy. Remember that? What's that guy's name? <laughs> the infomercial back in the day, remember that? It's just that easy. Uh, but anyway. Uh, it isn't quite that easy. You need to talk to an attorney and make sure you do this right. Don't go doing this yourself. But the other thing also is that if you have an existing life insurance policy and you put it into a trust, then there's what's called a three-year contemplation of death rule, which means that if you die in the next three years, they will undo the whole thing and say that you, the only reason you did it was to avoid paying taxes. And so my recommendation to you is don't die in the next three years, and then it'll be out of your estate. Okay, so that's my honest advice to you as your uh, retirement planner on the air, and that is don't die in the next three years, okay? Let's make a deal. All right, so that's called the islet, and that's our estate tip this week. Now, as with everything we talk about on this show, the, this is the stuff, part and parcel, that we'd love to visit with you uh, about. So if you're over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, our website is rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. If you go there, you can click on meet with an advisor. We'll schedule a time for you to visit virtually with one of our retirement planners. We want to walk through income tax planning, estate planning, investment planning, retirement planning. We want to talk with you about uh, getting income during your retirement. We want to talk about protecting your money from the next market crash, all that stuff, no charge, no obligation. If we can help you, great. If not, that's fine too. Either way, no charge, no obligation, and we'll part friends. Oh dear, that's too wonderful to be true. Well, Dorothy, it is not too wonderful to be true because it is true. What can I tell you? Dorothy, Get with this program. Now, also, while you're on our website, if you want, you can uh, attend our virtual seminars. We have three of them. We have one on uh, retirement planning in uncertain times. We have one on cybersecurity, one on Medicare planning. We've had thousands of people attend over the last three months. I encourage you to go and watch those. They're free and they're virtual. So all of that, rpoa.com. Love it. All right. You know what? I cannot believe how fast this show has gone. It's over already. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I have enjoyed making it for you. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. Bye-bye, everybody. Is this the end? Of course not. It's only the beginning. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax 
facts and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Sound effects or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of Ken Morafe or MMWKM Advisors, LLC. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.